It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington football with your host of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell. Welcome to today's episode. Find Chris at the Team 983 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, and on the Radio.com app, and covering Washington football on SI.com. Find me at the Locked On Bucks podcast as well as at BucksNation.com, covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for SB Nation on Twitter. Find Chris at WrestleMania621. Find me at DHarrison82, and find the show at Pod. Welcome to all of our listeners out there. New listeners, old listeners, we appreciate all of you. If you haven't already, please click the subscribe button, rate and review the show. It'll help other fans of the Washington football team find this show just like you did. Chris, we knew this was going to be a big week before the biggest week, I suppose, next week, all leading up, of course, into the NFL draft. Everything's going to get ramped up through the offseason before we get to the long summer and then hopefully get back to football before everybody realizes it. But let's stay in today for now. Franchise tag deadline day came and went it started for for us and for the washington football team franchise a little bit earlier than everybody expected but what are your initial reactions on what happened uh, as the franchise tag deadline came and went well you know look there were some big names that obviously did not get franchised and some big names that did um you know we'll start i guess here uh with the washington football team brandon sheriff obviously getting the franchise tag uh, you know, as we've talked about, I think that's was pretty much expected. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, they weren't going to let him just walk. Right. Um, you know, so the question was, is whether they were going to be able to get a deal done. But as we've discussed, David, you know, they just started re you know, talking, we believe about a week, week and a half ago, roughly. Uh, and they were significantly far apart the last I knew. So uh, I don't know if they've closed that gap or whatever, but this should not surprise anybody. We've talked about Brandon Sheriff at length, um, and and certainly we can continue to talk about it. But the very real possibility now is that this could be could be his final year in Washington, unless of course they strike a deal before July fifteenth. As far as around the league, you know, again, some people are shocked 
that some names didn't get franchise tag, like Shaq Barrett of the Super Bowl champs. Uh, and, and you could speak more on that. Trent Williams, former Washington football player, uh, and, uh, and, and off of a really good year with the San Francisco 49ers and, uh, and Kenny Galladay, which we're going to get to in a second, and Bud Dupree and Juju Smith-Schuster. And I, I mean, people forget the franchise tag, tag costs a lot of money. Okay. I mean, even if you use it the first time, it's not cheap and it's all guaranteed. There is no budge, especially once the player signs the tag. So not everybody's going to get it, especially in a compressed cap year. Mm -hmm. And what these teams I think are kind of banking on is that the money won't be there for the player that the player thinks will be, and they'll come back begging. So that's what I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, Brandon Scherf, you kind of knew the writing was on the wall that he was going to get tagged and wasn't going to leave. But I'm with you. Uh, you know, this is the second year, so it's it's projected to be about $18 million with a salary cap uh, projected to be where it's at. Bleacher Report uh, reporting as early as an hour before recording that it's not expected, quote unquote, to go above $183 million this year, which would be uh, close to a $10 million decrease from the 2020 season, which is significant. But then you look at the prospect, if you're Washington, a franchise tagging him again and adding on to that, you're talking now over $20 million. That's not going to happen. So this franchise has either got to go full speed ahead, getting a deal done with Brandon. And, and honestly, this gives Brandon's camp kind of all the ammo because they kind of know that they've got this team in a situation where they've either got to let him walk next year or they've got to commit to some terms that they want uh, that, that, that Brandon Scherf wants versus what the franchise might want. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But basically, I mean, Washington, you've either got to, like I said, go full speed ahead to get Brandon locked up for multiple years or draft a guard in the first round of the NFL draft. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like that kind of seems to be like your only options really at this moment. That's a little bit hyperbolic, of course, but it leaves the, the Washington football team with an estimated 36, 37 or so, give or take million dollars in expected cap room uh, again with what the cap is supposed to be. Uh, so that's going to play into other conversations that we have moving in and further the offseason into next week, legal tampering in the official uh, window for signing free agents. So that's going to be interesting to see how that dive uh, develops as we get into the next week. Yeah, no doubt about it. And let's, you know, just, I mean, and, and again, in previous episodes, we've, we've talked about all of these guys, but the biggest name that I, I guess, I think was expected to get franchise tag because there was a major report. I don't remember who put it out uh, last week that said Kenny Kenny Galladay of the Detroit Lions is very much expected uh, to get the franchise tag. And instead that one took a weird turn. So like there was some question about Allen Robinson. I didn't think there was much question about Allen Robinson. I thought he was going to get franchise tag. There was some question about, uh, you know, Bucks receiver Chris Godwin. Uh, you know, I, I know we touched on that. I, I don't. I'm a little bit surprised by that. Galladay, I guess I would say I'm. I'm more surprised by anything mm-hmm. uh, in terms of his availability. Now, maybe that's because it's a new regime and because, um, you know, they he's coming off of an injury filled year, and maybe they just you know m- maybe they talked with him and said. Look, what what are you, you know, what are you thinking about the direction of the franchise? And if he said, Well, I don't really want to be here, well, then why would you franchise tag him? Right. You know, so yeah. maybe he said that and they said, Okay, well, we're not going to tag you because, you know, uh, if you don't want to be here, we're not going to mess around. You know, yeah. so maybe that maybe that happened. I don't know. But either way, here's what I know. Alan Robinson's not available, Chris Godwin's not available, mm-hmm. Kenny Galladay is, and then you have your 
um, as we've talked about again, over and over and over again, uh, all the other guys, including Curtis Samuel, uh, including on the last episode, uh, the Tennessee receiver, Corey Davis, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and others. So Juju Smith Schuster. So where are we at in terms of David Harrison's view a week before free agency? Now that Kenny Galladay is unexpectedly available. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Galladay, you know, the projection of spot track is that he's going to get around $17 million per year, which would make him top 10 in, in average uh, annual value, at, at least as of right now. And, and of course, that can always change as the offseason progresses, but that would put him in top 10 range just per year salary on average. And he just turned down, at least according to Adam Schefter, 18 and 19 million to stay in Detroit. So I think you hit the nail right on the head where basically he didn't want to be in Detroit. Like, this isn't a money issue necessarily unless. Kenny Galladay, who, like you said, just played five games last season, is looking to become the highest paid receiver in the game and surpass DeAndre Hopkins, $27.25 million. I don't see that happening. I don't think anybody's going to pay Kenny Galladay $28 million to play wide receiver for their team. Um, the best he might be able to hope for, I guess, in a bidding war is top five, which would net him closer to $20 million. But even still, that's kind of splitting hairs. And you feel like the Detroit Lions and Kenny Galladay, if the Lions were offering him between 18 and 19, and he's saying, nah, guys, bring it up to 19 to 20. I think they would have probably met him there. You know what I mean? I don't think they would have let that that happen for just a million dollars. And I know you hate to say just a million dollars, but it kind of is what it is. So for me, if Kenny Galladay, it's, if, if leaving Detroit and not taking that contract was more just about him wanting a, a, a new start and a fresh start somewhere else, then yes, I think Washington should absolutely go after him. I think I would probably cap my offer to him at about that $17 million range if he agrees to a $17 million cap hit in 2021, which, of course, the way they structure that could always make it uh, much lower. I mean, Levante David's only counting for about $3 million and some change this year for the Buccaneers. Um, that would knock the Washington football team down to $20 million, which I think this right. year they can survive that cap hit. You know what I mean? So it might be wiser to actually front load that a little bit, take less cap hit next year when the cap is going to expand versus shrink. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really big into Kenny Galladay joining the Washington football team if they can make it happen. And I feel like this is, like you said, a situation where it was more his displeasure with Detroit than it was money. So Washington has the money. They've got a franchise that kind of seems like to be on the rise. They were at least in the playoffs last year and in a winnable division. So it seems like a match made to me or made in heaven to me. But Kenny's also from Chicago, and the Bears could use a running mate for Allen Robinson. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, could you – Kenny Galladay and Allen Robinson uh, on the same field together, that would be – make any quarterback look good. Yeah, but the problem <laughs> is is they might have to play with any quarter. And how much of uh, that was Kenny Galladay's focus? You know, like, like Jared Goff obviously is there now. And I think we all think that Jared Goff is probably not as bad as the Rams seem to sour on him. But the bottom line is, is he's not great. At least he wasn't uh, the last two years. So how much of that factor does Kenny Galladay weigh, meaning Chicago, potentially no quarterback, Washington, potentially eh, at quarterback. So Mm -hmm. how much of that does, you know, weighs on his mind in terms of where he's going to go? I think it would be important. And, you know, with no Matthew Stafford, I think that kind of soured him uh, on Detroit. More on the wide receiver market, obviously, as we draw closer and closer to free agency and the rumors pick up more and more. Guys, we've been telling you about Built Bar forever the best tasting protein bar on the market for a long, long time. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. 
It's Built Bar Madness, baby. Today's matchup. All right. Sorry. That was a bad Dick Vitale. I liked uh, it. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, David. I appreciate it. I appreciate you not booing me. Uh, today's <laughs> matchup is German chocolate versus salted caramel. And then there's a second matchup. If you can't take enough Built Bar Madness, it's Mocha Love versus white chocolate birthday cake. David, let's go back to matchup number one. Who you got? German chocolate, salted caramel. You know, I'm I'm more of a caramel fan than I am a chocolate fan, but that German chocolate, it, it hits the spot when you, when you need it. So I'm going to go German chocolate in this one, which is a little Ooh. weird for me. That's a little bit of an upset. I thought you were going to go with the salted caramel, yeah. uh, but that's okay. Upsets are are big at this time of the year, right? And then mocha love versus white chocolate birthday cake. You know, I, I will give white chocolate birthday cake a try someday. I will, but birthday cake flavor stuff is not my jam, as, as the cool kids say these days. Uh, mocha love is going to get the win for me. All right. So mocha love and German chocolate are David Harrison's winners what about you? Go to BuiltBar.com or on Twitter at Built underscore bar. And remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20. That's LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar on the market. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're covering everything you need to know about the Washington football team. But what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. I wonder if Peter named himself the great Peter Bukowski. I'm not sure. Uh, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts like the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. You know, uh, so far all week, we've had part one and part two of Logan Paulson, 10-year veteran NFL tight end, uh, played with a number of teams, and he was right on target with Levante Davis, calling him the best free agent on the market. Well, the problem is, is Levante Mar uh, David didn't make it to the market. He re-signed with the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. You can get more on that deal uh, on the Locked on Bucks podcast with well, David Harrison and James Yarko. And as well, you can read more of David's coverage at BucksNation.com. That's BucksNation.com, part of SB Nation. Speaking of Logan Paulson, now that we've gotten through that part, um, we're going to save the best for last. Longest of three parts, expertise up, up the wazoo right here with our guy Logan Paulson. Longtime NFL veteran Logan Paulson with us, one of the best guys that I got a chance to cover and one of the smartest dudes in the game. Um, 
and he's with us here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Uh, you can follow Logan again on Instagram, where he does all these video breakdowns that we're talking about at, um, not at, I'm still making that mistake, Logan underscore Paulson 82. Logan underscore Paulson 82. I was trying not to do that, and I keep doing it. Uh, but make sure you go follow him on Instagram. Um, so, Logan, um, you know, like I said, you um, – you know, when you look at free agency, there there's always a lot of names yep. and people get jacked up about certain guys, you know, like you just covered the wide receiver end of it. And, and so I'll, I guess I'll switch the offense. A lot of people think Washington needs a veteran receiver. And if I threw, you know, like, I think, I think a bunch of them are going to get franchised, yep. but say Allen Robinson, right. say Kenny, Kenny Galladay, uh, say those guys don't get tagged, Juju Smith-Schuster, Curtis Samuel. Some of them are, some of them won't get tagged. Is there anybody that speaks to you that you're like, man? Because I, I, the reason why I ask is Samuel obviously has the connection to Ron and the coaching staff. But, Logan, when I saw him in person, yeah. he was a lot better. than Now, maybe just it was a matchup thing, but he was a lot better than I thought he actually was when I watched him in person. Yeah, I, th- I think with Samuel, the thing about him is he gives you a little bit of flexibility from an offense standpoint. Mm-hmm. He play, You can put him at running back. He plays the slot mm-hmm. in a pinch. I think I think ideally that's where he's more, most suited is to play the slot, but I think you could kick him out wide. He could be successful out there. And he gives you that offensive flexibility. To me, he's not – a true like number one necessarily, but I'm, you know, if you feel that Terry's that guy, then maybe you feel comfortable being him coming in as a number two, a consistent number two. And, you know, to be quite frank, like I think he'd be an upgrade over the guys that were here. Not that those guys played badly, but I just think he's got a better athletic skill set and kind of gives you more stuff, um, more stuff off offensively, more juice, I guess. But, you know, in terms of like that true kind of elite guy, like Kenny Galladay is one that I'm just like, wow, Allen is another guy. You're kind of like, man, those guys are really special talents. Although I've never, like I said already, I'm never a big fan of overpaying for a guy in free agency. Because if you look at like the big free agent contracts of the last 10, 20, 30 years in the NFL, very, very rarely do those work out because it that 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 financial hit to the cap is so detrimental in terms of filling out other positions on the team. And I look at the Washington football team and I say to myself, there is so much work they need to be doing, you know, linebacker we've already talked about offensive line secondary in general, maybe shoring up the safety spot. Like there is not one position on here where you go in a quarterback, they have to still sign a quarterback. Like, Oh my goodness. There's not one position where you say like they are really set, maybe running back. If you feel really good about Gibson and McKissick, but yeah, I, I get really reluctant to say, go out and pay this guy. You know, I, I, everyone talks about Juju Smith-Schuster. I think again, he's lower on my list than Samuel because I think he's, he's a slot guy. He's, he's, he does his best work there. He's not a true number one. I think last year showed that. Um, and so I think you're going to have to overpay to get him here. And I don't think that's going to be worth it. And I don't think those other, t- I mean, maybe Allen gets out of Chicago, but I don't think Galladay's getting out of Detroit. You know, I think that's going to be a really tough ask. If he comes available and the price is right, absolutely go for it. Cause those guys are game changing players, but you really gotta, this is, this is where you got to trust, not the buzz, but you got to trust what your eyes see on tape, you know? And I think that's something that I, I think is, I'm really excited to see from this staff and Ron is, can they do that and not get caught up in the whirlwind, you know, which has kind of defined this organization, even before I got here, you know, with them going out and paying big money for 
the agents mm-hmm. that don't pan out. Yeah, now Logan, I think I think I probably know where you're going to go with this question, but I got to ask it anyway. And and you and I kind of seem to, to seem to think I similarly or see eye to eye on a lot of things as far as asset management and especially with draft capital. Uh, we cover a mock draft every Monday on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, and we've seen a couple or even a few that have uh, collected some draft capital and moved up, you know, with some teams. I think the highest we've seen was with the Carolina Panthers to grab Trey Lance out of North Dakota State University. You know, the the pro- predominant theory is if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a team. But at the same time, we've been kind of talking, and and you're kind of saying some of the same things we are, that there are so many places on this roster where you really kind of need to build up. Do you think this is a draft class with these uh, four or even five quarterbacks that might be first-round selections this year? that's worth packaging some draft picks to move up for? Or do you think this team is better suited to kind of stay pat or maybe even trade back and collect more draft capital, collect more prospects to develop? And is there a guy right now a month and a half or so away from the actual draft uh, that you think is kind of the guy that you would eye for this franchise right now? Yeah, I think for, so I'll kind of answer those in reverse. The guy that kind of spoke to me when I when I turned on the tape is Zach Wilson. And I was hoping that he would kind of fly under the radar and maybe end up in that kind of mid where they only would have to bump maybe one or two spots to get there. But now everyone's talking about him maybe being, you know, the, mm-hmm. the second pick overall. And I think that's right. just not feasible. You know what I mean? It's no longer uh, that that's ridiculous. You're not yeah. going to do um, and so to me, yes, I would say I, what, what I would say is like, look at the division, right? Philadelphia doesn't have a quarterback. There's Daniel Jones in New York and Daniel Jones, I think has a lot of potential, but he's not, they haven't put the pieces together around him, right? Necessarily yet. And I think that's what you're going to run into here. You draft a quarterback, you move up to take a guy, you put him in and you say, win, but we don't have anything around you yet. We got to wait a couple years. So you can either do it one of two ways, in my opinion. You get the quarterback and you kind of you force him to take his lumps developmentally while you kind of get the roster together. Or like you said there, you trade back, you do well with your picks, you are smart in free agency, you can develop a good roster. And we can, we've seen this last year that in this division, you can win with just a good roster. You don't need elite quarterback play necessarily. You need to have an identity offensively, which I think this team did in the second half of the season. They started winning some football games. I think you can get that done, this offensive identity with Kyle Allen, if you have to. I'm not saying that's what I would do or I feel good about, but you probably could. Just because the division is not great right now. Obviously, you have to keep an eye on what Dallas does with Dak Prescott because if he comes back, that becomes a class of the division. And can you keep up with him? Can you um, handle him defensively? I don't know. And there there again, you could say, well, maybe we invest in more cornerbacks. We invest in a linebacker. We invest in Jeremiah OK, that kid out of Notre Dame, and say we get better on that side of the football to combat the other people in the in the division. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a – the draft capital is so valuable, right? Yeah. And you have to, like everyone says, oh, you should give up two firsts, right? Give up two firsts. And I'm like, you're giving up a Chase Young. You're giving up an Allen. You're giving up a pain potentially for one player. Yep. You better believe that player is changing your franchise the second he gets under center. And I, as we've seen with Robert Griffin in this franchise, like I was here with him, like it's nothing's a sure thing when it comes to one mm-hmm. player. But if you have five, six, seven opportunities to hit at different positions, it gives you an opportunity to build up a roster. I think a great example of this is Baltimore, right? Before they got Lamar Jackson, they had a great roster that was winning a lot of football games just by having a good roster or Seattle before Russell Wilson got there. Like, and everyone says, oh, it has to be one of these top five guys, like Kirk Cousins in the third round, Russell Wilson in the third round. There are guys, if you do your due diligence, you can find them and say, this guy has the right stuff. You know what I mean? Or Lamar Jackson, like the last the first round like Mm -hmm. there are guys that float around 
and and for whatever reason slip through the the, the draft process evaluation so yeah i'm and if you look at that's the other thing i'm going a little bit of rant here so stick with me but if you look back at Fran, uh, guys like who were drafted in the first round, like Carson Wentz, no longer with his team, like these guys who are Jared Goff, like they, they don't always necessarily mean success. Like just because a guy, this is another thing about the draft. If there is too much value placed, like the quarterback, there's so much value placed on it. Everyone gets overdrafted all the time. Right. So you end up, you could end up with a guy who's maybe not even the best quarterback from the year before on your team. And it's like, why did I do that? So I think you have to look at, the future draft draft prospects, the draft prospects from 2022 and kind of make that assessment. I personally am never a fan of that. Like uh, hopefully I've made that clear. Like, I think you really got to believe you got, you got to believe it. You got to know as much as you can know that that's the guy for you. And so, yeah, I, I'm hopefully that's, that's a pretty long answer, but I'm, I'm pretty fired up about it. No, oh, yeah. You're, you're speaking, you're speaking our love language. I think. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I, I mean, yeah. you know, I, it, David and I have been ranting about this and, and, you know, you know, I, I rant a lot, yeah. Logan. So, you know, I, I, I pretty much rant a couple hours a day on the radio about this <laughs> on every podcast we get, please do not do anything suicidal anymore to the franchise. And by the way, it should be pointed out. You mentioned Robert Griffin, the third Logan Paulson caught a touchdown pass in a playoff game against Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, 2012 well actually it was 2013 so we should point that out and of course the washington redskins slash football team went from there <laughs> logan was the last good moment of that game um one last one and we appreciate your time yeah. really uh logan paulson again make sure you follow him on instagram at logan ah, did it again logan underscore paulson 82 on instagram listen to him on 1067 the fan uh and the team 980 from time to time uh in the washington dc area um so uh to the tight end position um I, logan thomas obviously did i think more, better than anybody could have expected what is what is your feeling about bringing back a Jeremy Sprinkle, a guy who's not really not a, not a factor in the passing game right. anymore. Um, but they, they like him for some blocking and he, you know, he's fine, right. but I don't know if that spells, okay, bring him back from your expertise at that position and playing it as long as you did in the NFL. Uh, do they need a, a pretty significant upgrade there or can they just bring back Sprinkle and be okay? Yeah. I think that's one of those positions like tight end in the modern NFL. Like it's this funny thing. Like it's, you either have a game changer there or you just have a guy there. And what you find is teams with a guy who just have a guy at the position can be okay, depending on how they utilize them. And I think that Logan Thomas kind of showed that this year. I think he's, you know, maybe top 12 tight ends, top 10 tight ends in the NFL, very productive, good athlete, okay in the run game, serviceable, serviceable year for him. And great, you know, great, not serviceable, a great year for him, serviceable year for the room. And I think that's the best way to look at that. With regards to Sprinkle, I think he was kind of brought in to be this kind of hybrid uh, blocking Y, the thing that everyone's kind of looking for, a guy that can block a little bit and a guy that can attack the seam if they have to. And it just never turned into that. You know what I mean? Like he was a very productive player in college and it just never got there. And I think right now you kind of kept him around because of his linear athleticism, his ability to run straight fast. And because he's a big frame and he can block. Okay. But now he's kind of been relegated to a full-time blocking Y, you know, which is what everyone needs, but they always try to upgrade that position. And, uh, you know, like the, the classic example is like Lee Smith up in uh, Buffalo. He's like basically an offensive lineman so they can pass protect with him. He can win versus a defensive end in the run game. And Sprinkle doesn't have that skill set. He's not built that way. He doesn't have that same type of athleticism and that's okay. But 
if you, if you have a guy who's deficient as a blocker, you know, he's not the class of the class. He's got to be able to do other things. And they just didn't use him that way. And maybe they don't, they don't feel comfortable using him that way. So I think they'd be fine bringing him back. I think he'd probably be back on a vet minimum. And then you bring in someone else to compete with him at training camp and see what happens. And that's, that's the nature of that position. Every year, you're always looking for someone who's a little bit better. It gives you a little bit more either as a blocker. And I think that's probably what I would be looking for. Or you look for a game changer. Like, you know, someone asked me, what if, would you draft Kyle Pitts as an example? And I said, absolutely. And they said, well, what about mm-hmm. Logan Thomas? I said, well, you can get them both on the field and it's an upgraded. Yeah. You just utilize the position in a different way, right? You don't have one guy that's a blocker. You have a guy that's basically like a, you know, poor man's wide receiver, a game changing player at the position and Logan Thomas, who now is that blocking kind of attack the seam why and he gives you a lot in the passing game and he's okay in the run game so I think they if they could go that direction obviously that would be fantastic but I definitely think they should look to upgrade there because I think like you alluded to there's a little bit of a deficiency but um I think uh I think they'd be fine bringing him back and then just kind of let him compete for a spot in camp Logan this has been great my friend as always you kick ass you rock you're, you're everything um uh, you know, you know, I appreciate you. Um, and, and David and I are thrilled to actually bring you on. And, and, and again, thanks for, uh, you know, supporting the podcast and mentioning it all, all the time. We really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, all the best to you and your family. And obviously we'll be in touch soon. Okay. Yeah, man. I really appreciate you having me on. Like I said, it's great to be on the thing that I listen to all the time and see here and then see the whole thing. So David, nice to meet you guys. Good job. Keep up the great work. Logan, you're the best. Logan Paulson, longtime NFL veteran tight end and just a better dude uh, right here with us on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. All right, and thank you very much to Logan Paulson, longtime tight end and a listener of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Uh, I mean it. He he is so kind uh, and, and so good at breaking down football. Love talking to him. I think we all get smarter uh, every time. David, I know you enjoyed that conversation. Uh, and we're going to have a uh, longtime NFL and former Washington football and Atlanta Falcons special teams coordinator, uh, Ben Kotwika, on, on the Friday episode. We're scheduled to talk to him uh, later on this week. And again, we'll probably cut that up into a couple of different uh, segments. So looking forward uh, to that as well. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was great to talk to Logan Paulson. I mean, meet him sort of digitally through Zoom uh, for the first time and a great conversation there. And I'm not sure, Chris, that we're going to have any better guests on this offseason, but we'll certainly try. And and each guest is going to be great in their own right. So whatever the odds are that one is going to beat out the other are hard to predict. But there are plenty of odds over at betonline.ag that you don't need to predict because they're listed for you on the fastest and easiest website for you to get in on all the sports action you need, whether it's NBA, college basketball, NHL, Major League Baseball, NFL futures, award shows, TV shows, reality TV, whatever you need. BetOnline.ag has real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head to their website using your computer or your mobile device. Sign up for a free account today. And when you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on top of what you deposit in there again. So again, that's promo code locked on. You get 50% on top of your first deposit at betonline.ag. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Wednesdays on Locked On NFL, take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rapine are joined every week by a Locked On draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance, or are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 2021 NFL Draft? Get everything you need Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get podcasts. All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. We wrap up this episode with another free agent focus, thanks to our friends at ProFootballFocus.com. So, David, um, this particular player is uh, a player that – was banged up when the Washington football team went and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh in early December. So I didn't get to see him in person, but Mike Hilton is almost 27 years old, an unrestricted free agent. Pittsburgh's got some cap issues, as we are are well aware. I don't think he's going to cost a lot of money, and he can cover out of the slot, and he seems to be pretty scheme versatile. Uh, Some thoughts on, on, on a guy like Hilton, you know, even though it's even though right now I think outside corner because of the uncertain nature of Darby and certainly Fabian Moreau mm-hmm. um, is is probably more the need. They could also um, put Hilton in the slot and you know move Jimmy Moreland outside. Um, you know if if Darby leaves, I guess, and you wanted to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a big fan of Mike Hilton. And I think that uh, he could serve really any team. Like you said, he's scheme versatile and and he's a guy that's effort. You know, we've talked about on this show before when you've got talented players and skilled players and you have effort players, effort is what you always want to look for. I mean, it's it's the old adage, you know, uh, hard work, hard work wins when, or hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Right. And you look no further than the Cleveland Browns, New York Giants, and Odell Beckham Jr. for some of that, uh, some of those examples. But uh, Mike Hilton's a guy that I've, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of, like I already said. There are some concerns, as PFF noted, about his tackling ability, but I kind of look at it like this. like in the, On the list of things, in the laundry list of things that you need your cornerbacks to do, tackling is not one of the top ones. You know what I mean? Coverage, ball skills, intelligence, the way he can read a field, read quarterbacks, read wide receiver routes, and stay with them, stay on their hips. Those are more important. And when you go back to that sk- that, that effort part of Mike Hilton's game, Perhaps it's a coaching thing. Perhaps there's just coaches in Pittsburgh that just haven't kind of delivered the information the proper way, whatever. It's, it's not necessarily a ding on the coaches, but perhaps there are coaches in Washington that can get through to him a little bit differently in a better way than the coaches in Pittsburgh did. And listen, four, $4 million on average per year, which is what uh, PFF is, is expecting him to get on a three-year deal. I'll take that money. I'll take that money. And when you look at it, you, you have a year, you have two years, especially if they've got like $20 million in cap space to play with a little bit here and there. You, you dump $4 million on the Mike Hilton for a year and you let your room kind of figure out who the best guys are. The cream rises to the top. And next year, if you need to, the way the NFL contracts are structured, you're probably going to have some outs somewhere that you can get rid of some guys, trade them, maybe get some draft capital or just let a guy walk if you really need to. Or if Mike Hilton himself doesn't pan out, lace that contract with some guarantees early and you can get out of it later if you really need to. But he's a guy that's worth taking the gamble on, I guess, if you want to call it that, but $4 million on average per year for a guy that could be your slot corner. And maybe if you need him to in a pinch play outside on a full-time in a full-time role, that's, that's a deal to me. If, if that's the cost, I'm all over it. I'm all in just like you are. So uh, I think that certainly has, you know, some interesting merit for us to keep an eye on. 
uh, no doubt about it, uh, moving forward uh, in, when it comes to free agency. And again, so much of it depends on what they do with Darby uh, and what they do with um, Fabian Moreau. And I don't think Fabian Moreau is coming back. I do think ultimately they will bring back Ronald Darby. Uh, and I know they're interested in at least doing that. All right. That's um, going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Thanks so much to Logan Paulson for again, his time and joining us over the last three episodes. Again, we're scheduled to talk to former Washington football and Atlanta Falcons special teams coordinator, Ben Katwika, uh, looking really forward to Ben uh, as uh, I got to know him from his time here in Washington, a good man, a good football coach, looking forward to picking his brain uh, late this week and into next week right here on L O W F T. Uh, David again is at D Harrison 82 and you can make sure you listen to him along with James Yarko on the locked on bucks podcast. So if you want a little bit more about Levante, David, if you want a little bit more about Chris Godwin, getting the franchise tag, also check him out. Bucksnation.com. me three to seven Monday through Friday with Pete Medhurst on the team 980, the Washington football flagship station, Washington football on SI.com. Uh, and of course, right here, thanks to our sponsors built bar and also betonline.ag. And thanks to you for listening, subscribing, uh, commenting, and rating and reviewing and everything we ask you to do on the day For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.